guys. This is Jim from GreatCigarReviews.com coming to you from the Liga Provada Lounge and the Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop here in fantastic, beautiful Doka. And today I have a special guest with me, a best friend of mine from the industry, an absolute powerhouse of a personality, and a sea captain. So with his full title, Lord Rami F. Daco, Commodore of the Sea, sales representative for General Cigar. Rami, how are we doing today, buddy? Uh, dude, I'm doing great. That was such an awesome introduction and uh, made me sound so much more important than I really am. I really appreciate it, man. I, I feel really, really great about myself right now. Very great. Very great. Thank you for having me on. Rami, every room you walk into, you're the most important person in the room. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. That's, that's great. That's great. So today I'm going to have Rami on as a guest and... Before we get into the nitty gritty of his little interview and us shooting the ship back and forth, the lion, or no, you're the tiger. Tiger for sure, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The tiger and the dirty dog. Yeah, the tiger and the dirty dog, uh, live. Yep. Yeah, live. Yeah. For all the world to hear. Yep, all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the three luckiest people in the world. I know. <laughs> and one of them's my dad. Yeah. Hey, dude, he is one of the three luckiest people he, in the world. He is a good dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. Absolutely fantastic yeah. guy. Great citizen, man. Um, so before we get into everything, we have to do the two most wonderful sounds in the world. And here's the first one. And that is personal favorite of mine one that rami sells actually it is the punch knuckle buster habano yeah dude that's uh that's uh, that's a great cigar dude uh it's like bang for the buck it's it's just so hard to beat that cigar it's super consistent reliable available everywhere like what yeah. else could you want you know and it enjoyable smoke it's it's like, it's incredible five six bucks for really good construction fantastic flavor profile the presentation is top-notch I mean, you can't beat a cigar like this, especially for whether it's a specialty smoke, an everyday smoke. Um, I think I probably bought anywhere between ten and twelve boxes of these in the last couple years. Oh yeah, you're 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 practically eating them, and yeah. you know it's great about that cigar. It's a knuckle buster that won't break your balls. Yeah, that was a really lame fucking joke, I'm but so- yeah, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um. But yeah, if you guys haven't had the Punch Knuckle Buster yet, get off your ass, get under from out of the rock you're living in, and go to your local brick and mortar and grab a Punch Knuckle Buster Habano or Maduro, because yes. it came out with Maduro recently. Yes, and the new, uh, just to do a shameless plug, it just the uh, Habano also just came out in a stubby, which is a, a 4 by 60 size, 45 by 60 size, and... Uh, so listen, man. If you need a uh, you need a great cigar on the go, that uh, Knuckle Buster Stubby is going to be, it's going to hit perfect, man. Right, the sweet spot of the cigar, four by sixty, and it's in the Habano blend, and it's 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 outstanding. That's, it's great. That's fantastic. It's showing up at your local brick and mortar as we speak. That's fantastic. If you are at a brick and mortar that does not sell the Punch Knuckle Buster, Punch Knuckle Buster Habano which I don't know why they wouldn't. But if you are at a brick-and-mortar that doesn't sell it, go to Wooden Indian Tobacco. 
com. We could ship it right to your door. And that is actually mentioning one of our sponsors. Uh, on to next wonderful sound. Uh, your your rituals are absolutely outstanding, dude. They are they are fantastic. I, I got to keep a ritual because otherwise I'm gonna go fucking insane. Yeah, well, I just like you. You have a whole ritual. You have a whole thing with your like cutting your cigar, pouring, and everything, and it's it's elegant. You know what I mean? It's very uh, uh, stately. This is know. this is where the organization ends because after this, it's it's a fucking shit show. <laughs> Listen to that beautiful sound. Oh, you got to get that drop. If you don't get that drop, that's alcohol abuse. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're stately. Because if that was me, I would have licked it off. So, yeah, but <laughs> you're drinking out of the bottle, and you know yeah. we're we're not swapping spit until later. Uh, but that, dear Delconians and wonderful people, was Knob Creek smoked maple, and you sh- I haven't gotten into Knob Creek until recently. Um, when actually another one of our sponsors, the Trauma Survivors Foundation, came out with a custom blend. Yeah. It's fantastic, but it's like 110 or 120 proof. It'll fuck you up. Yeah. It's fantastically strong. Um, the Knob Creek smoked maple is, it, it smells like maple syrup, but it's not overly sweet. You know, you're right. It's just a touch of maple syrup. Yeah. It's very, very subtle, which is good because some of these, it's a little over the top and you wake up in the morning, next morning, and you smell, you, you feel like you just ate like a, you were like at a church pancake breakfast or yeah. some shit. This one is not like that. It's a very subtle, it's, you get a little bit on the nose, you give it a sniff, a little bit on the nose yeah, and a little bit on the front end and it kind of dissipates, yeah, which it, is nice. And it leaves a nice, almost caramel sweetness on the palate. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. why I'm actually pairing it with the Knuckle Buster. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because this has great notes of cedar and a little bit of caramel, a little touch of nutmeg in it, and it pairs wonderfully with this. Yeah. I could see where that, um, that uh, matches up really good. Because, I mean, you know, I'd cut a bitch for a Habano. Mm-hmm. That's, for, that's for Ethan, because apparently the first time I said that on the show, he replayed that part. Like 20 times because he was just pissing himself. He, he thought that was really funny, huh? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. He uh, likes that. He likes that kind of language, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, but Knob Creek smoked maple. It comes in at 90 proof, around 41, 42 bucks. Keep in mind, while it is only 90 proof, it will still still get you fucked up. So PSA is a peace officer. Uh, don't drink heavily and drive. Uh, don't. Don't fuck yourself over with that. Uh, if you decide you're going to get turned at the lounge and enjoy yourself, that's fine. Call an Uber. Or is, uh, is, uh, not to interrupt, but is is walking home intoxicated uh, crime? Technically, yes. It's public intoxication. Okay. Now, granted, if you're just walking home, you're not causing a ruckus, things of that nature. Um, actually... I got to get a, give a little PSA real quick. This this is in no way legal advice. Yeah, I can't give legal advice. Yeah, yeah. But as it but, just, I guess, just asking you as a as a police officer, yeah. is it 
I guess it's technically a crime. Technically, it's a summary offense, which is the equivalent of a traffic citation. Okay. Now, if you're just walking home, you get stopped by an officer because it's 2.30 in the morning. He sees you stumble a little bit. Yeah. He's going to check on you, make sure you're all right. Um, now, if you just tell him, yeah, listen, I got a little more boozed up at the lounge than I planned on. My car's at the lounge. I live down the street. I don't want to risk driving home, so I'm walking home. He's either going to give you a ride or let you go. 10 to 1, he's going to give you a ride. Now, if he sees you walking down the street and you're absolutely plastered, you're causing a scene, you're causing a ruckus at 2.30 in the morning, you're going to get disorderly conduct, you're going to get public drunkenness, whole bit. Okay. Um, so if you decide to get a little turn, walk home, Uber, Lyft, or 10 to 1, you're going to have a lounge member who's there who's not a complete dickwad and will help drive you home. So what you're saying is in 2023, you have options. In 2023, you have options. You have options. Because there is no yellow New York cab down here in Delco. That's, that's right. There is no yellow, yellow New York cab down here in Delco. We Absolutely. Ha- we have Uber with wonderful people. That's actually why I don't write Uber drivers, because my luck, I'm going to get turned at a bar or something and need a ride home. And my luck, it's going to be one of the Uber drivers I wrote, and I'm going to wake up in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Better to keep them as your friends. I agree. Absolutely. So let's get this uh, knuckle buster lit. And while I'm doing that, Rami. Oh, no. We're not going to mention what just happened. Okay. Uh, Rami. Yes. What are you smoking, sir? I'm smoking the Excalibur number one English Claro, the classic uh, Excalibur number one English Claro. Uh, one of my favorite cigars, uh, uh, go-to, uh, I smoke it all the time. It's kind of like I would describe it as, uh, you know, I like to eat a lot of different things for breakfast, but like the thing I kind of like the best is cream chip beef. So, you know, like, but if there's no cream chip beef, I like other stuff. But if there's cream chip beef, I go for the cream chip beef. So that's where, that's where this uh, cigar lives in my world. See, my dad loves cream chip beef, too. Yes. Everywhere we go, he's going to get cream chip beef. Dude, cream chip beef is, it should be its own category of food. I mean, it's, it's so good. The only time cream, chi- cream chip beef gets on my nerves is literally these, these clowns that water it down, and it's like it gets watery cream chip beef. Cream chip beef should be thick. The cream should be thick. It should be Needs rich. to be a thick boy. Yes, 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 yeah. When they water it down, it's kind of gross, like watery. Like, who wants beef in, like, watery, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of gross. Ch- your cream chip beef shouldn't squelch. Yes, yes. Agreed. Like, Agreed. It shouldn't be like you're, you're stomping around in a puddle of mud. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. It should be, like, kind of uh, the consistency of, uh, I don't know. It's consistency. Just should be thick it should be more like a like a gravy it should be like a a gravy oh my god who just walked in louis love louis love the legend louis love you beautiful son of a bitch you want a nip smart man louis love where's john i don't know it uh it wasn't my turn to watch him. I thought I saw his car outside. I thought I saw his car outside. So, cream chip beef, 
yeah. should have the consistency of either a thick gravy. Yeah. Or, or hear me out, peanut butter in your cupboard, mid-July, no air conditioning. Yes, yes, which is, a, that's a great consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, peanut butter, so I eat peanut butter out of a jar uh, with, uh, and I love chunky peanut butter. Ah, oh, fuck up chunky peanut like, butter. Like, I love, like, you can skip the bread. Like, I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but if there's no bread, I can actually just dip my fork into peanut butter and put it in the jelly and just eat it, fork, spoon, whatever. Oh, yeah. And just eat it like that on the couch and just kill that whole, you know. I can, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got... It's got to be chunky and skippy. I, yeah. I got... Don't be talking bad on Skippy. Look, look, look bro. Skippy's fucking good, man. I Skippy's my favorite. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff's Jeff's good, but if you're looking for like a good chunky, yeah, I guess you, you go with Skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a life hack for you. Please tell me. Toast two, ladies and gentlemen. This is for you too, because this is a fucking godsend of a of a life hack. Do you like Reese's? I love Reese's. All right, take two pieces of bread, toast them. One half you put peanut butter, chunky peanut butter. The other half you put Nutella. Oh wow! The the toast melts it a little bit. It blends it together. Oh, Rami. Dude. And if you really want to up the ante, you put some banana in there. Oh, dude. That sounds like love. Mm-hmm. Pure love. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that combination. Peanut butter and banana sandwiches got me through the academy. Yeah, peanut butter and banana sandwiches are, are absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I like PB&J, but I will not have, like, schmuckers. I, I get spoiled. Because my aunts up in New York, they make their own jam. Yeah. With their homegrown strawberries and blueberries and raspberries and all that. Yeah. I will only eat that jam. No, I like homemade I like homemade jams better. My mom actually makes homemade uh, uh, apricot. Uh, oh. Yeah, homemade apricot uh, uh, jam. And uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. It's it's really I I hear you. Once yeah. you eat the homemade shit, it's hard to go back. It's to hard the to jo- go back. Yeah, it's hard to go back. I you mean, know, it's like getting store bought cookies versus homemade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it works in a pinch. You know, what I mean, sometimes you're in a pinch and you need a PBJ, and that's mm-hmm. what's available. But definitely, the homemade stuff is a- absolutely fifty thousand times better than than uh, what's in a 100%. jar. Yeah, a store bought jar. Yeah. Homemade is always better. It works for jam. It works for peanut butter. It works for steaks. It works for kids. Don't. Where are you going? I'm going to go smoke outside. All right. It's like nice out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go smoke outside. Yeah. Louis Love has made the announcement. Louis Love is leaving the building. He's smoking outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, listen, all ladies, please keep yourselves calm. Don't. Yeah, don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't cry. He'll be back. He'll be back. La- yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could see this man. Yeah. I'm physically hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a nice night. All right, buddy. Yeah. We'll be out in a little bit. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was the fantastic Louis Love. What a great guy. Absolutely fantastic guy. So he is, actually, I'm going to have him on at some point. He is the manager up at Cigar Republic. Uh, he does a great job. He started out working at Tinderbox in Haverford. Yep. And then he was working here at the Wooden Indian. And now he's the manager up at Cigar Republic, and he does a great job up there. Yeah, a really welcoming guy, man. Really warm, welcoming guy, knowledgeable, uh, talk about anything. You know, he's so great when you go up there. I mean, seeing him up there, it's just, it just makes it just it makes the experience all the more better. It's a great spot. He makes it better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gotta love. Everybody should go out and see Louie Love at Cigar Republic. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic, fantastic spot. Um, I was just up there recently with the guys over at Newsham's Woodshop who make humidors, and I actually got a funny story for you yeah. about Maggie Newsham. Oh. I scared the hell out of that poor girl. Um, but Newsham's Woodshop, they make uh, humidors, and they ship all over nationwide. They'll do commercial. They'll do private. They do, like, cabinet humidors. They don't do, like, desktop stuff. So if you're looking for a big humidor, they're not a sponsor yet. Yet. Um, but if you're looking for a big, really well-constructed cabinet humidor, go to Newsham's Woodshop. They actually, uh, uh, I've used them before uh, for uh, some of the stuff I've done, and they're in, like, every cigar retail shop that it, you know, if they don't have a walk-in humidor, if they have overflow and they have a cabinet or their cabinet shop, they... they Newsham's is is absolutely uh, not only great people to deal with, but an outstanding finished product. And yeah, uh, yeah man, they've been they've been out there for years. Uh, reliable, well built, and a great customer experience there. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm not getting paid to say this. I've just used them, and they've they've made the experience. So you know, wait, the whole, you, you don't want this money? No, uh, no, I, uh, no. I'm just, just okay. Well, you don't want this money for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's after show stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, now that we've gone completely off the rails. <laughs> um, yeah, we've completely wandered off the reservation here. We, yeah. Listen, we covered all the basics. We covered cream chip beef and jam. Yeah. Um, Rami, how did you get started in the cigar industry? Uh, yeah, so I worked in a, uh, worked in a store uh, starting in around 2000, 2003. Uh, and uh, just worked in a store and uh, just kept working in a store. Kept working in a store. Uh, next thing you know, managing, you know, chain of a couple stores, uh, two or three stores. And, uh, and yeah, just kept working, working. I loved it. And then uh, it just kind of, uh, it turned into, turned into this. Like there was nothing like, uh, you know, no big turning point, no big break, no big anything. It just kind of, it just kind of, just kind of all worked out, you know, uh, so I came from, uh, yeah, came from retail, got into, and, uh, got into this. That's how it started. There wasn't any like big, uh, like, ah, oh, I want to be in the cigar business. It just kind of worked out. I would kind of say, I don't know, in a funny sort of way, I'd like to chalk it up to kind of lack of ambition. <laughs> lack, <laughs> yeah. Rather than make up some romantic story, I'd rather just say lack of ambition, you know, kind of a pleasurable business. And, uh, you know, you're kind of like enjoying yourself meeting a lot of good people and you're like yeah yeah let the good times roll man you know what i mean if you're having a good time let it roll so uh yeah that's how it started man it's been it's been great man it's it's been a absolutely uh wouldn't want to do anything else so so when 
when did you get hooked up with Jim as a, as a sales rep? Well, as of next month, which would be May, uh, it will be eight years wow. I'll be with General. Yeah. Eight years. Uh, yeah, it'd be uh, eight years I, I've been here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, dude, it's been a great ride. Uh, it just, uh, again, that kind of all kind of happened in the, you know, in a, in a, just a, just a weird sort of event. You know what I mean? It kind of, st- kind of stumbled upon it rather than, I just kind of ended up here rather than, than, going for it you know yeah. it's kind of weird like again i was uh, i don't like to romanticize anything i just kind of like to tell the truth and say that i'm just kind of not an ambitious yeah. <laughs> that ambitious of a guy <laughs> and if i'm having a good time i just don't want to go anywhere or change anything and nothing changed i ended up here and it was it was uh you know it, it's been great so uh so yeah so it'll be uh it'll be eight years it'll be uh yeah eight years uh this uh this coming month a few weeks and uh yeah it just it's been great uh dude it's it's so cool to uh work for a company with so much stuff and uh represent so much stuff you know have so much product out there and uh and uh it's 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 fun uh it's you know also at the same time it could get a little stressful there's there is a lot of a lot of product you have to remember a lot of things and uh yeah and uh yeah you wear different hats all the time different brands this and that you know so uh so yeah but uh other than that yeah it's it's fantastic yeah it's it's fantastic so what you're saying is we're throwing a party next month yeah uh uh party yeah i mean i guess party i didn't think <laughs> oh i'm throwing a fucking, <laughs> i'm throwing a fucking party for you i didn't around. think i'd be employed for eight years i thought they'd get you know they give me about eight eight weeks or eight minutes but uh you know what i mean but <laughs> But, yeah, eight, yeah, it's been eight years, man, and a, and, a, and a very glorious and adventurous eight years. Nice. Yeah. So General Cigar is owned by Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is mm-hmm. one of the largest uh, tobacco retailers in, in the world, essentially. Um, everything from cigars to pipe tobacco to, I think, cigarettes? Uh, mass market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody in the cigar world knows that Scandinavian Tobacco Group owns General. They just acquired Room 101, and they just acquired Alec Bradley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, don't they own Cigars International, too? Yeah, so it's all under the umbrella of, of, uh, of uh, STG. So, uh, so they, they do own it. Uh, the thing is, is uh, when you work in an organization like that, you kind of don't have anything to do with each other. It's yeah. completely separate. So, like... So, like, if people would ask me, oh, what are they doing, or what's, you know, like, what's the Alec, you know, Alec Bradley, this or that, I, I really don't have any idea. Like, I'm on the general side, and we kind of just meet together, and, you know, but yeah. I, I do get the news of the acquisitions and all that stuff, right. or whatever they're, whatever's going on, but, like, say, like, Cigars Internet, I have no idea what's going, like, I have no idea what their day-to-day looks like, you know, uh, if I walk in there, I walk in there as a consumer, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, which is cool, that's fine, you know, but, uh, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of strange, it, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you work for this umbrella company and you have all these sister companies and you're just, it's totally separate though. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally separate, which is cool the way it should be. You know, everything kind of has its own identity, its own way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're going to wind up getting a lot of questions from me just because you're the first sales rep I've actually had on this show. Wow. So, wow little bit of a milestone wow um but so your uh your territory yes what five states uh it's uh 
Jersey, uh, PA, Delaware, and uh, northern tip of Maryland. Okay. So, yeah. It's all like three and a half. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of... Uh, it's a good amount of space, uh, a lot of great shops, and uh, dude, I'm really lucky, man. The the, the shops I have are excellent. You, you know, uh, everybody's everybody's uh, everybody's really cool. Each shop has its own identity. You know, whatever you're looking for, you know, you go to a, one shop, it's this. You go to a shop, you know, 10, 15 miles down the road, it's this. A- everything's got its own identity, and and that's what's great. You know, the the constant change of scenery is is. Is one of the best parts of the job. Yeah, yeah. You're not so. stuck in an office. No, no, no. One day, one day you're at one place, and it's just a totally different vibe than the next. It's all good. Uh, you know, some shops are loud, some shops are quiet, some places like a library, some places like a discotheque. It's it's crazy. You know what I mean? So, uh, so it's it's pretty cool. You know, you, you got to kind of shift gears and and uh, be on your toes that way, and just yeah. be kind of ready for uh, anything that comes at you. Yeah. So. Out of all the lounges you've been to that are in your territory, what are, I mean, aside from Wooden Indian, um, what are some of your favorites that you've been to? Uh, you know, that's, that's a tough question, but I would say, listen, uh, Wooden Indian is home field advantage. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, everybody, everybody who knows, knows me and knows I'm uh, very closely located to the Wooden Indian. Yeah, uh, like so, this, this isn't the link. This is Veteran Stadium where we have a jailhouse. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is this is. I mean, this is definitely home. This is home field advantage. You that, know what I mean? That's uh, where we keep John. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> not even this, paying attention. This is <laughs> this is uh, yeah. This is this is uh, this is definitely uh, home. Uh, you know, man. There's so many places out there. There's uh, you know Old Havana and Westchester, Tobacco Field in Delaware, Spartan, uh, Spartan and Elkton is a great spot. Uh, um, um, New Tobacco Village, uh, G and uh, in uh, Whitehall, G and E in uh, in uh, Allentown, um, yeah, Cigar Mojo. I, I mean, dude, it, it's it's endless. Uh, Black Horse in Jersey, uh, Cigar Alley in Jersey, Smoking Dog in Jersey. I mean, dude, so many, so many. Uh, 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 Cigar and more in uh, d- down in Brick. Uh, I mean, dude, there's just. It's ridiculous. I'm really lucky, and I know it, everyone's going to say, oh, these just... I'm really lucky. I just really have a great amount of shops, you yeah. know, with great people. Each one has its own personality. Each one has its own way of doing things. Each one has a different vibe, you know? And you know what's cool is, like, whatever mood you're feeling, it's kind of like... It's like a bunch of radio stations, you know? It's like XM Radio. What are you feeling? What do you feel like listening to? What do you feel like thinking? What do you feel like... Who do you feel like hanging out with? That's what... That's what I have in variety of shops, so it's it's great, it's great. Yeah. And I, you know, I got to give uh, you know, got to give uh, pairings a little shout out too. You know, what I mean, on the cigar bar end, yeah. super uh, super fun spot. Yeah, um, that's our Friday night spot. Yeah, uh, the uh, great spot, and then uh, got a E Square down there in uh, E Square in Delaware. That's uh, another great spot. I had, I've had some. Uh, very good, uh, very great events there. Uh, cigar sessions, cool too. So, uh, dude, there's just so much. There's yeah. so much, you know. And yeah. uh, listen, I want to give them all a plug because they all support. They all do. Uh, I work really well with all of them. They they work really well with me. I'm I'm lucky. You know what I mean? They they make it easy. So. So. You say all these lounges have their own personality, which they do. I've been to a lot of the lounges you named off. Uh huh. I, I love every single one of them. Yep. I've had a great experience at every single one of them. Mm-hmm. 
I also think part of it is you are not the average cigar rep. You come into a shop for an event or a sales event or even just a regular meeting or even just sitting and chilling in the lounge and you bring this pizzazz and this feeling when you walk into a room. Like, okay, Tom Selleck and Blue Bloods. When he walks into a room, you know he owns everything in that room. He overtakes that room. He has a presence in the room. You are a very similar way, but instead of commissioner of New York City Police Department. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's Kalushi. Uh, but instead of being commissioner of New York City Police Department, you walk in and everybody knows, awesome. This is going to be a great fucking night because Rami's here. He brings such a party aspect. He brings good times. He brings laughter. He brings jokes. He makes the mundane a hell of a lot easier and brings a really good vibe. Do you get that in every lounge you go to? Uh, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Like sometimes it's. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's weird sometimes. You know, like it's like when you first. Sometimes you do your first event somewhere, you don't really know anyone, it's kind of awkward, you know, so you got to, you know, jobs to break the ice, you know, and, uh, uh, but, like, as far as, you know, all the places I go, uh, you know, when you go out and do an event, it's an event, you know what I mean? It's not a snooze, it's an event, so, yeah. you know, you got to just kick it up a notch, and you just got to make people happy, you got to keep people entertained, look, you know, people are coming out, if they come out to an event that I'm doing, uh, you know, I kind of look at it like, Look, people work for a living. You know, they're they're getting out of their house. They're get you know they they uh, they have a job, getting out of the house, whatever. They're coming to an event. They're coming to have a good time. You know what I mean? They're coming out, buy cigars, have a good time, and have a memorable experience. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like going to a restaurant or or you know or like I don't know like a Broadway thing or something. I don't know. It's, you have to you have to entertain. You know, not entertain. You have to give people a good time. Yeah. You know, and and the thing is, is like that's important uh, as a consumer. That's what you deserve. I mean, you deserve a good time. You deserve if you come in and spend your hard earned money, buy some cigars. You deserve a good time. You deserve uh, to laugh. You deserve a good cigar. You deserve a good drink. You deserve whatever. Great cup of coffee if you don't drink. I, I don't know. So you know, you just got to bring the. You know, th that's. I don't know. It's hard for me to describe because yeah. it's weird. Uh, I will tell you this. When I do events, it's like the only time uh, I really don't think. It's the oddest thing. It's just my mind. Actually you know what that reminds me of? I read an interview of Angus Young. And he said, before I go out on stage, I'm Angus Young. I speak clearly. I am educated. I do this. I do that. The minute those lights come on and I get on stage with my guitar, I black out. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't do anything. I just play. I put on a show. I have a good time. Not me, John. Angus Young. Fucker. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> um, but that, that's essentially what you're saying. You, as soon as those lights come on, and that stage is set up. You go out on stage. 
yeah, I just, I just like, I, I zone, like, I kind of zone out. Like, I don't, I don't, and I'm not saying that like, oh, well, he's trying to be like the, you know, the eccentric artist type. It's not. I just really don't think. Like, I'm in yeah. a total zone. And, and I'm in, the thing is, I'm really comfortable too, you know, because I actually don't like, <laughs> actually don't like to think that much so so it actually kind of works out great but it just kind of everything kind of turns off you know and it just kind of go into this mode where it's like okay you know like it becomes a kind of like a mission you know uh yeah. kind of who angus young is speak my language he is one of my heroes and uh uh but yeah it's it's the same thing like it's kind of like it just people are there they're coming you know they're hanging out they're buying cigars they deserve a great time that's it's a simple philosophy like it i guess it could be more complicated than that but it it, it shouldn't be it's pretty simple you yeah. know so so again it just turns off and then it just goes into its own uh it goes wherever the night may take us or yep. afternoon so we talked about a little bit about your time in the industry yeah um general cigars has macanudo cao cohiba punch Sancho Panza and Hoyo de Monterey. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is it taboo for you to smoke cigars outside of that? No, not at all, uh, dude. It's you know, I, I think it should be encouraged. I mean, you got to see what the uh, you got to see what the other people are doing. You know, uh, look, other people make we make great great stuff. Other people make great stuff. You know, it's it's a great time to be a cigar smoker. You know, and uh, me as a cigar enthusiast. You know, this isn't my just my job. I'm also a cigar enthusiast. Yeah. As you know, you very rarely see me outside of a cigar place, uh, even in my spare time. Like, I'm still out and about in my yeah. spare time, hang, you know. So I don't just go home and clock it in, you know, hey, I'm done for the day. You know, hang up my jacket and then, you know, sit on Lazy Boy. Sometimes, if I'm really tired, but, like... You mean you, you don't hang up your members-only jacket? I do hang up my members-only. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I have two members-only jackets. Three, three. I'm sorry. Yeah, three, three different colors. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, you know, like, um, no, it's absolutely not taboo. It's uh, it's something that should be It's something that's necessary. I mean, I, you know, I want to see what's going on out there. I want to see who's got something good. You know, I want I want to smoke it. I want to try it. As a enthusiast in my own time, you know, I I should I should see what's out there and I should yeah. enjoy other other stuff. So no, I I think I think if if you're in the business, you should kind of know what's out there. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, out of your your repertoire, mm -hmm. what you sell, mm -hmm. what are some of your favorites? Well, what I'm smoking right now, the Excalibur, Excalibur number one, uh, the English Claro, the uh, the uh, Excalibur Cameroon. That's another uh, another uh, really good uh, really good cigar. Uh, I like the uh, Cao Flatheads very much. Uh, Cao Brasilias. Uh, the CAO Cameroon. Uh, Actually, funny. When this comes out, it's going to be Flathead Friday. It is. It, uh, wow, look at that. So, yeah, so go out and get your, after you listen to this, uh, after you listen to this uh, podcast, you should uh, you should uh, actually go out and enjoy a Flathead. So, so uh, but yeah. I, I am a big fan of the Flathead Iron Horse. Oh, the Steel, steel horse. horse. Yeah, yeah, steel horse. yeah. Yeah, the Steel Horse. So, uh so yeah, that's uh, it, it. You know, the, you know what it is. You know what happens in the, it, especially working with a with a company that has so many different brands and so many different blends, all that kind of stuff. Is you kind of become a fan of something for, for just periods of time. Like sometimes when something comes out, 
you get hooked on it. Like you're like, wow, holy mackerel! This is like, wow, this is where, this is, this is great, you know. And you you actually just kind of live on that for for two three months, and you kind of sit on it. So you get like, I, I call them like, uh, kind of like incremental favorites, yeah. you know, that just kind of along well, the way. It's like um, it's like you find a brand new song and you play it over and over and over again until you get fucking sick of it. Yeah, you actually kind of. But then, but then you find a new song and you play that over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, you just you kind of actually kind of smoke yourself out of it, you know, and, and that happens again as a as a cigar smoker. That happens. Like it doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter how good a cigar is. You, you just you know, but uh, but there's just some stuff that just kind of is. Everyone's got their few, you know, kind of handful of things that they always kind of come back to. But uh, but yeah, man, you just get. Again, you just get hooked on something for a minute, and it's it's cool. But that's fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Because yeah. look, we all want to change up. Uh, we all get. Oh my God! You know, you go into the fourth month of something, you're like, oh wow, this again. You know, so uh, yeah. so yeah, that's just natural for a cigar smoker to kind of want to move yeah. on. You're yeah. Well, it's natural for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you can get sick of watching a movie for the eighth time. You could get sick of listening to a song for the tenth time. Um, and. I find with uh, with cigars, because I started in kind of a rut, because my dad, when he introduced me to cigars, I only saw him smoking Rocky Patels. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about any other cigars, so I only smoked Rocky Patels. And I got myself in kind of a rut, and I was seeing everybody else smoking all these different cigars, and I'm like, is it okay for me to smoke them? Like, I've smoked Rocky Patels for a year now. And I started getting these variety packs of all different kinds of cigars from different companies and everything and, and kind of just branching out. And I find, you know, Liga nine from, from Drew estate. Yep. I find, uh, punch Diablo yep. from punch. Yep. Um, I find the, uh, they came out with this one recently. The, uh, the doomsayer Habano. Yep. From room one one Yep. Uh, Aladino Cameroon. Like, I find all these cigars, and I fall in love with them. Yep. Um, right now, I'm on a bit of an Aladino kick. Yeah. Um, and on a bit of a punch kick. Uh, yeah, not a, not, a bad, uh, not a bad thing. Speaking of on, uh, on that, uh, there is an a Aladino and a punch collaboration coming up very shortly. I think it's, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, it's called The Golden Age. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Um, uh, by the time this uh, by the time this drops, it should be available at your local brick and mortar. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a collaboration between Punch and Golden or a Punch. It's called the Punch Golden Age collaboration between Punch and Aladino, and uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, what I mean, it's really cool. Uh, you know, kind of to you know old iconic brands, something you know, something more on the you know boutique side of uh, Aladino and everything. And uh, yeah, it's dude, that's the fun is is getting to 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 like great great names to work together so that's that's pretty exciting that's yeah. that's really exciting yeah so i'm well, looking forward to that very much well punch has been around for what 200 years 1840 yeah so damn near 200 years yeah. i'm not that good at math jim thank god you are <laughs> thank god you are <laughs> well you got to figure in all right this is where i'm bad at math um but you got to figure in almost 20 years it's going to be 200 yeah yeah so yeah, it's uh yeah it's been uh been around forever and uh you know uh dude it's it's a great brand it does uh uh it's super cool with punch that you can kind of get these uh 
kind of great, super reliable cigars. Not a, you know, they're not a, you know, really on the kind of like very reasonably priced and everything, and uh, and super super consistent, you know, and uh, yeah. So uh, you know, you have everything knuckle buster. You have listen, even I always challenge people to say, you know what, go to, back to the Punch Classico, the original, the blue box oh my punch. God, yeah. yeah. And uh, smoke, smoke one of the Rothschilds, the double Maduro, dude. It is, wow! What a, what a great, great cigar, a consistent cigar, well made cigar. I mean, it is amazing. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with punch is kind of the availability. You can get them in any uh, you know uh, any brick and mortar, and uh, and they're just they're just great cigars, dude. You know, they're just really excellent. Yeah. So, do you actually know where the name Punch came from? You're totally putting me on the spot here. I guess I should know, but... Because I know. You tell me. So, I actually got this from an episode of The Cigar Authority that I recently listened to. Okay. So, if you guys don't listen to The Cigar Authority, they're another podcast. They're the longest-running cigar podcast in the world. They've been all, they're have been they in their 14th year now. Okay. They work at a two-guy smoke shop up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um Really entertaining, really educational. Um, love the show, and I learned a lot of shit from it. But Punch is actually named after a kid's toy in England called Mr. Punch. So that's where the Mr. Punch comes that's from. That's where the Mr. Punch comes from. Okay. he w- Actually, the original doll looked like Mr. Punch, and then that toy company wound up going under, and... I don't think the cigar had anything to do with the toy company. They kind of just named it after him. And then after the toy company went under in like 1900, 1910, uh, they started using the doll. Okay. As okay. kind of their, their face and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I found that really interesting because I, I have been wondering for so fucking long, where in the fuck did this doll come from? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, he's like the dude behind uh, Punch. Like, if you go on like Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, you follow Punch Cigars. It, you know, Mister Punch is everywhere. He's yeah. he's a uh, you know he's a uh, uh, you know kind of a smart ass kind of character. Yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, in a lot of ways, he's kind of like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both have the same. Our profiles look the same because we both have a big nose. So uh, so yeah, so we actually we actually, you know, I, I'm. I'll take that. Yeah, uh, same personality and a big well, he, nose. He doesn't have any facial hair though, and you got this nice system of a down goatee going. Yeah, right? uh, actually, at one point he did when we did the uh, Diablo punches. The, uh, uh, the I yeah, 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 yeah. So in all the Diablo stuff, he has the same. Uh, I think he has, he's got the same setup as me. Uh, so uh, you know the same facial. He doesn't hair. rock it the same way you do. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's got a little he's got a little work to do. But we all love Mr. Punch, man. He's uh, he's uh, he's a cool character. And uh, you know, I love I love what they do with Mister Punch. It's 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 uh, it's pretty awesome that they kind of created this character, you know, this this uh, this character and kind of brought him to life. Yeah. So and he's got a great following. So yeah, yeah. So I uh, I've recently started calling Macanudos Macadoodles, mm. um, just because like one in four people who come in and they're looking for Macanudos, they don't know the name Macanudo. They call them, like, Macadoodles, Macanoodles, like, all this kind of shit. And I love Macadoodles. I think it's fucking hilarious. 
and I made a post about it um, probably about a year ago. It's when Cameron and I were still working together yeah. uh-huh. on Saturdays. And I made a, a Macadoodle joke on Instagram, and Macanudo messaged me. They're like, that is funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, it is, because it's so funny that when people, people say that to me, it, it, at first I was like, what the hell? You know, now it doesn't even phase me. Mm-hmm. You know, this many years later, it, 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 it doesn't. And people have been doing that for the longest time. Yeah. Ever since I started in the store, people were, you know, people caught oh, it. Oh, where's the Macadoodles? Where the, where's the Pradermers? Where's, yeah. where's the... Uh, Where's the cows? Yeah, yeah, the cow. That's another one. CAO, they call a cow, and I'm like, cow. And I'm like, ah, CAO. My ex isn't here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so weird when, they, you know, but it's it doesn't even phase me now. And you know what? A lot of times I, I kind of like, you know, I don't correct people because I don't want to. Sometimes people get defensive if you correct them. So especially in Delaware County, people get very oh, defensive if you correct them. But the people in Delco are so prideful. They are. They're and, very proud people. And on Delco. on one stand... Yeah, fucking Delco, Colucci. Fucking Delco. <laughs> like, on one hand, they have a reason to be proud. They should be proud, yeah. On the other hand, when they're proud about the wrong things, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I, I would say their, their sense of pride is pretty outstanding, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't back down to anybody. You know what I mean? So, like, I, you know what's we, weird is, like... We rival the Brooklyn mentality. Uh, you know, I would say this. You know, people from uh, look. I love Philadelphia. It's a great city. You know, I'm from Delco, not Philadelphia. So, you know, even though Philadelphia is like what six, seven miles down the road, I can walk there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, the thing is, is like Delco is more Philadelphia than Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, that, I, I kind of challenge Philly people oh, yeah. to, and and people always assume. That the best cheesesteak is in Philadelphia. Dude, it is absolutely in Delco. It's Delco in, owns cheesesteaks. Yeah, it's in fucking Delco. Monco, Chester County, Philadelphia, forget it. You got some good ones, but you don't have you don't have what we have in Delco. No. In Delco, the corner cheesesteak is the king. What's the best shop that makes a cheesesteak? Dude, uh Thunderbird right up the road, dude. Uh honestly, their cheesesteak is their cheesesteak is freaking legendary, man. And and they'll, they'll they'll sling it any way you want it. They'll do whiz. They'll do American. They'll do auto. Auto. Hold on. Hold on. I got to give credit where credit is due here. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Just recently, uh, maybe three weeks ago, I did go to Cafe Carmela in Philly, and I had their cheesesteak. And I gotta say, dude, I give credit where credit is due, yeah. dude. It, listen. A win is a win. A victory is a victory. No cheating, no bullshit. Cafe Carmela, their cheesesteak was absolutely fucking delicious. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a like, cheesesteak, dude. I went to Pat's. Yeah. Uh, around the car show. Yep. I, went, I went with John Young. Yep. We went to Philadelphia Car Show, and then we went to Pat's. For, uh, for dinner for a cheesesteak. And granted, they make a good steak. It's not bad. It's not like, oh, it's the worst cheesesteak in town. It's just not where the homeboys go. That's where, like, your tourists go. Yeah, uh, so anyone who says, oh, Gino's and Pat's sucks, it doesn't doesn't suck. It's just not the best cheesesteak. You no. know what I mean? It's like, like, it's good. Yeah, 
it, it'll it'll scratch your itch. Yeah. But if you're hankering for a cheesesteak, it's good if you're a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I when somebody comes into into Delco or the Philadelphia area and they're like, oh, where do you get the best cheesesteak? I'm like, stay the fuck away from Neon. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a good cheesesteak. It's not the best cheesesteak. That's right. My opinion, it's split for me between two of the best cheesesteaks, Thunderbird. And Leo's steaks. Oh, uh, I, I would definitely. I'm definitely on fucking a with Leo's, dude. I, I, Leo's, Leo's, and Thunderbird. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say they're two top dog cheesesteaks yeah. for sure. You know, absolutely top top dog. So I, I would agree. I would definitely say the best cheesesteaks are in Delco. The one Cafe Carmela in Philly is pretty. Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty damn good cheesesteak. I mean. That was one where I had to kind of pause after the first bite and say, wow, am I really, uh, yeah. is this all really happening? You know, kind of thing. It, yeah, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. Give credit where credit's due. You know? It's a good spot. It's a good spot. Yeah. Um, so as far as cigars outside of your realm of what you sell, yeah. what are your favorites uh, right now? Uh, right now, uh, listen, I always like, uh, always like stuff from... Uh, uh, Fuente, you know the Don Carlos, very good cigar. I like that. Uh, I like the um, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, the uh, San Cristobal. Oh yeah, Re- yeah, really like them. And uh, San Cristobal, I like uh, you know uh, the um, actually Monte Cristo White is very nice, very nice cigar. Yeah, yeah very nice cigar. Uh, and um, trying to think uh trying to think what else uh those are kind of like the outside those are kind of like those are go-tos i mean there's other stuff but that's kind of like if if so it's funny you mentioned fuente yeah like i like fuente if i'm going for a legacy brand i'm more likely to go with padron yeah um i have never had an opus x uh i can't say i've had that many either you know i've Uh, never had one yeah i have one sitting in my humidor at home I haven't yeah. lit it up yet. Uh, it, you know, it, look, it's a cigar, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like anything else. You might think it's great. You might think it's great. You might think it's not that good. You might, but people say that about the stuff General has too. Like it just, it's all personal. It's all personal taste. Yeah. You know, you could listen. You can make the construct the most perfect cigar in the world, best blend, best whatever, and yeah. somebody's not gonna like it. Yeah. So. So cigars are subjective. Yeah, it's it, like it, comedy. Yeah, it's it's like anything. Yeah, like anything in your life, like food, wine, beer. It's just if you don't like it, you don't like it. It doesn't matter yeah. how good it is. And I'm not. If somebody says, "Look, I don't like this," I don't try to change your mind. Just say, "All right, you don't yeah. like this? Try this." You know what I mean? There's you have options. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what's great about being a cigar smoker right now. Now, I will say one cigar that I think is absolutely worth the twenty some odd dollars. Uh, one of the few cigars I think is worth the twenty some odd dollars. Yeah, is a God of Fire. Okay. By Prometheus. Okay. I, I will cut a bitch for a God of Fire. Okay. Okay. Um, one of my best smoking experiences with a God of Fire. I was house sitting for a buddy of mine. House and dog sitting for a buddy of mine. Dog and I are sitting out front on the front patio, and I have this God of Fire that I think was blended by Fuente. Yep. And it was like perfect conditions. Like the stars aligned. Jupiter wasn't in, you know, supernova or whatever the fuck the Zodiac people say. Um, 
It was 70 degrees, no wind, mid-humidity, perfect. Yeah. It was, fa- it was biblical, honestly. Yeah. It was damn near a life-changing cha- life experience. It was that good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with cigars, too, is, is you know, they, they have, not only is, if a cigar is good, as good as it is, if the environment you're in is good, it makes it all the more better. Yeah. You know, you smoke the best cigar in the world next to the biggest asshole in the world. Somehow it makes a cigar kind of not as good as, yeah. you know, you smoke a cigar and, you know, sitting somewhere, like you said, in a perfect environment, beautiful place, great sunset, great uh, drinking a nice bourbon, uh, laughing with your laughing with your buddies or just sitting alone having a moment. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, it's it's about the experience, too. Yeah, it's all about the, the placement of your cigar. Like, yeah, you smoke a cigar at a wedding, it's going to taste different than if you smoke that cigar at a funeral. Uh Usually cigars at weddings are not that good because at this point in my life, weddings are all not, not all that fun. You know, you kind of done you done one wedding, you done them all. See, you, know you haven't I mean? been to a wedding I've been to yet. All right, tell me about this wedding. I have rules for oh. every wedding I go to: smoke a fine cigar, take advantage of the open bar, and never go home alone. Oh, that sounds like a that's. A, that sounds like a sounds like a good strategy. Yeah. Sounds like a very good strategy. Now, keep in mind, when I say take advantage of the open bar and go home alone, I'm not saying both of us are plastered. Yeah. We go back to the hotel room, we wake up, and we don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> you have a few drinks, you have a good time, you don't get plastered. You find a nice girl, preferably a bridesmaid. Make sure she's having a good time. Again, not plastered. And you have fun. You wake up the next morning, you can remember everything. Okay. Okay. I got to cover myself nowadays. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan. You think my wife will buy it? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie will buy it. (laughs) Probably everything until you got to the bridesmaid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be a groomsman in my buddy's wedding. And he and I got talking about possible bachelor party. Okay. And he said, absolutely, I don't want strippers. I'm like, okay. Not everybody has strippers at theirs. That's fine. My opinion, there's no point in getting married. Yeah. So I told him, I have three companies I can call that have mail order strippers that can come to the hotel room whenever we want. Or I'm going to pull a Danny DeVito from Friends, bring my uniform, and strip. Because either way, you're getting a stripper. Well, listen, sometimes when you, uh, they said strippers, they didn't specify what, who, and what kind. And, uh, you know, so, exactly. so you'll get some, for, some form of strip in your, uh, you know, yeah. if, if it's not specified. Now, speaking of strippers, do you get your flowers for Mother's Day for Leslie where everybody else in Delco gets theirs? Uh, you know, I really, which is right out front of Lou Turks. Uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> you know what? I don't get, I don't get her flowers. Uh, we're not a, a flowery kind of flowery kind of household, you know, uh, just, uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> do you remember when fucking, uh, Andy and Mandy were busting my balls about going on a first date with a girl? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Ladies and gentlemen, let me know about this. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Shoot me a message on my email. 
um, do the contact us page on greatcigarreviews.com. Let me know if this is wrong or frowned upon. First three dates, I have rules for dating. First three dates, the guy pays and the guy brings a gift. Doesn't have to be a big gift. I'm not saying give the girl a Mercedes Benz your first date. But like the first date, you bring flowers. The next date, you bring candy, like chocolates. The third date, you know the girl well enough, you can get her something a little more. Granted, it may not be anything major, like it could be like a, a, a friend's keychain. Uh, something that you're actually listening to her. Well, I would say I would say this. Uh, I've been uh, I've been out of that life for a very very long time. Uh, but I would say, from what you're telling me, uh, you know, there's a certain art to being a gentleman, and it sounds like you kind of have that. You've kind of perfected that, and uh, dude, I, I have appreciation for that. You know what I mean? Is uh, you know, there's a lack of a uh, lack of gentleman. You know. Lack of gentlemanly behavior in the uh, in the world, and uh, and dude, I think that's a nice thing. You know, I, I think I think that's solid, dude. Yeah, nothing wrong with being a you know being a gentleman. I think it's I think that's actually good. So, Thank you. Yeah, you hear that, Andy? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you ought to take some. Nah, I don't want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I retract. I, I I misspoke. That's redacted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Don't edit it out. No. Yeah. It'll ju- it'll just say redacted across the the fucking screen. Um. So, your your life in cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's brought you to here. I mean, I wouldn't have met you without cigars. No. No. I wouldn't have met probably half the friends I have now if it wasn't for cigars. Yeah. Absolutely. Same here. Um. Both professionally and personally. Hmm. Do you have any inkling or any ambition to move up? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't really, really think about it much. I just kind of uh, happy where I am. You know, if there was something more, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd give it an ear. But no, I mean, you know, listen, I, I'm a guy. I'm a guy of the people. You know, like I kind of like being with the people. You know, and uh, and uh, Rami Daka, 2024. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, uh, like seeing me in a in a in a in a stuffy office, uh, you know, chained to a desk all day. Yeah, that that probably wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be the best version of me. So uh, yeah. so yeah, uh, you know, listen, I think I think where I'm at is uh, is is great. Uh, I'm having a good time. I enjoy my uh, joy of my job and enjoy uh, the people I meet. And uh, dude, it's still an adventure, you know. Um, uh, parts and of that's it, the way it should be. Yeah, parts of it are still more predictable, but that's life. Or, or are still are, are getting predictable, but like it's still an adventure. You still learn new stuff and this and that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm super uh, super excited to be uh, my eight years here at General Cigar, twentieth uh, year in the business. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm definitely not bored of it. I'm definitely not bored of it. Yeah. So it's come to that time. Where I need to pick another cigar because I completely ate through the knuckle buster. Um, he literally chewed on it. I did. I did. He chewed on it. The uh, the interview slash shit show session I had with Matt Molito, who as of right now still works at the Wooden Indian. Um, 
I, I think I went through four cigars. Wow. Yeah. And that episode wound up being like three hours long. Wow. You think we could break that record? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. We could break that All right, record. all right. We just broke the one hour mark. Okay, okay. We could break that fucking record. All right. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. I know what I'm smoking. Um, I am going to be smoking this boy. Great, uh, very great choice. Great choice. So, I am smoking the All Saints dedication. And this is the Mitre, which is kind of like a short bellicoso size. Yes. It's a little fatter than a bellicoso usually. Yes, slight box press. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's a great stick. Um, Fantastic. I gave the Commandant Cigar of the Year for 2021, I believe. Yep. Phenomenal cigar. Um, All Saints is a sponsor of Great Cigar Reviews and the Great Cigars Podcast. All their information is going to be linked below. If you would like to try the All Saints dedication or anything else from their line, make sure to go to woodenindiantobacco.com. We could ship everything right to your door. And while you're there, you can pick up some Punch, Cohibas, Hoyo de Monterey, uh, Sancho Panzo or Macadoodles. Uh, Macadoodles. Ask for it by name. Get some Macadoodles. My little tactical backpack. I got fucking five travel humidors in there. Uh, my man comes prepared. He comes prepared for for uh, in for in cigars. He comes prepared. I have everything in that backpack. Yeah, I have cigars. A tourniquet, spare magazines, whatever I need, it's in there. The captain of justice is always prepared. You got to come up with you got to come up with theme music for yourself, dude. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely have to come up with some theme music. I think I think that's absolutely necessary, dude. Your your personality, your personality, like deserves a good theme song, a really good theme song. Just go for like a '70s cop vibe, you know, like '70s cop show, like a wow, like a little funk kind of beginning of a cop show. If I was gonna do, if I was gonna have my own theme song, it'd be one that I saw on Instagram Reels where they mashed up the Bee Gees and ACDC's "Back in Black." It's weird, but it works. So if you could have a theme song, what would your theme song be? Wow. Uh, theme song. Uh, I would say uh, <laughs> Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be my that would be definitely be my th- theme song. You know what I mean? Just because yeah, yeah, the way that song comes in, it's just, it's just, it's, it's nasty. You know what I mean? And Bon Scott's vocals are just, they're just nasty, dude. He's just legendary. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, dude, he was just such a nasty rock and roll, nasty in a great way, yeah. rock and roll singer. You know, and uh, and uh, a legend, dude. Uh, gone way too early. Oh my god, w- yeah. way too early. See, I always associate your your theme song. I was made for loving you by Kiss. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that could work too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love. 
I am a definitely a lover, definitely a lover. So yeah, that's uh, that that I have used that in a in a couple of uh, different settings for yeah. sure. For now, sure. if I was to pick a, an actual song, not a mashup, uh, it'd probably either be "Shoot the Thrill" by ACDC or "Silence When You Speak to Me" by Motorhead. Mm. It's a great song. Yeah, another great band. That Motorhead, absolutely legendary, dude. Absolutely legendary. Did I ever tell you I was in the ACDC tribute band? Did you know that? I'm sorry. Um, let me turn your mic up real quick. Yeah. What? Yeah, for uh, 10 years in my uh, 20s, uh, ACDC tribute band. Yeah, we did the whole we did the whole dog and pony show, you know, with uh, ACDC and all that stuff. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a singer, and... Uh, yeah, we had a great time, dude. We had a great time, and and then uh, you know, after a while, the band broke up because these other guy, other clowns, wanted to go, you know, write original songs and get emotional, and I didn't give a shit about that, dude. I just want listen, dude. I just want to go. I told him, I just want to play rock and roll. Yeah. I don't want to think, dude. Emotional. I don't want. Yeah, I like, dude. We're not gonna be rock stars. We're not gonna do any of that shit. We're just gonna we're gonna go up, sing rock and roll, uh, drink uh, Jack Daniels on stage, our Lord and Savior. Yes, yeah, and and. That's what we're gonna do. Like, and they're like, "No, nah, we want to write our own songs." And I just said, "Listen, dude, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm not writing love songs. I don't want to write about like some lost love or like some some bullshit, some emotion, dude. I just want to be wanna be a rock and roll singer. You know what I mean? That's yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know that, that's always my thing. So, but uh, great guys, it was a great band. Yeah, you know, just. Went our separate ways. Nothing, nothing horrible. Like it was. Yeah, it's not like we had a record deal or anything. It was yeah. played local bars. You know. So uh, if I was going to write music, it'd be about kicking indoors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I want that heavy shit that's just going to beat the piss out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. I got to say, dude, that was one of the most. That was one of the most fun times of my life. And one time it was crazy. We opened for this uh, Van Halen cover band. That was really, dude. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, these guys were like, these guys were amazing, you know? And I don't think these cats worked. Like, I mean, they worked. Their their band was the work. Like, I don't think they had day jobs. Oh, wow. So they were like really, like, really polished and everything. I mean, we were all, listen, everyone in my, uh, everyone in, not my band, but our band, the band I was in, was, uh, you know, we all worked for a living, you know? So, so, you know, we got the band practice once a week, this and that, but, you know, it was more like a jam session. These cats were like, this Van Halen cover band was out of this world. Out of this world. Lead singer did kicks, you know, kicks, like karate kicks, the double kicks, all that shit. The guitar player sounded, dude, just like Eddie Van Halen. I mean, they, they were absolutely amazing. So I forget what the hell they were called. It was many moons ago, but wow, definitely one of the most memorable. Nice. Super fun, man. I've kind of felt like the Monsters of Rock on, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the uh, the very feeble version of Monster <laughs> Monsters Rock. <laughs> so when you got up on stage to sing with this ACDC mm-hmm. tribute band, did the crowd treat you the same way the women taught or treated uh, Tom Jones? No, I mean you know what I mean. It was kind of like a you know uh, ugly bunch of dudes up there. Trying to, trying to imitate some other band, you know what I mean? But dude, it was you know it was a good time, dude. Every listen, it, our end game was just like make sure. Listen, let's make sure everybody's having a great time. You know what I mean? And and again, we, you know, we you know drank liquor on stage, beer and all that shit, and 
had a good time, and uh, you know, it was it, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, we always the best time at, in that was when you were like at your like second part of the set, and it was like after twelve o'clock, and everybody was like, you know, everybody was getting like they were feeling good, you know what I mean? And when they were feeling good, man, it just you just tore it up, man. And you know, the only problem with that gig was is like the next day. It was hard to do like two gigs in a row because, like, you know, if the mic wasn't working right and everything, and my voice would just kind of go out because that's a, that's that's a tough tough thing to sing, you know, to sound yes. like, sound like that. Yeah, I actually don't think I could do it anymore, but uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. You know, I have to say I, I was I was a I was a pretty pretty good Brian Johnson Bon Scott. Like I was I was pretty good, not great. I was pretty good. Nice, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was in a. Uh I got a music background myself. I actually minored in music in college. Mm. Um, but I was in a band in high school, and we got invited. We were the only band to get invited to play at this Battle of the Bands held at Trocadero when the Trocadero was still standing. Amazing place, man. Legendary. And we got invited, and we're like, okay. It was our second fucking gig. Did you play at the main stage on the Trocadero? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. It was our second fucking gig. And we wound up coming in like third or fourth place. Mm-hmm. But it was a great time. We had a, a met a lot of awesome people. Played a great show. We had a, a, a fantastic time doing it. Um, our band wound up breaking up just because of life. Yeah. Um, and when I was in college... Uh, one of my classes was called uh, composition and instead of like a final paper for the semester we had to write a piece of music so I wrote this piece of music about a drunken clown trying to walk home after a binge at the bar and my instructor of the class who was also the instructor of the band fucking loved it yeah helped me transcribe it and everything got me hooked up with a publisher so I wound up getting that piece published along with like eight other pieces and some guy in Germany bought everything I wrote really yeah wow so you got like publishing do you get like publishing checks and stuff yep I get publishing checks um actually my university also bought everything wow so they actually played one of my songs recently at their spring concert really you'd think they'd call me for it (laughs) wow yeah well as long as the check's in the mail who gives a shit right that's true yeah but yeah it was great yeah! Wow, um, that's pre- that's pretty awesome. I I I uh I never knew I never knew you had like publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I think actually think you told me that many moons ago. I think we were sitting uh, upstairs in my uh, cigar room, smoking yeah. cigars, and you you made you, you made mention of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, you did tell me that before. But that's dude, that's really impressive, dude. Yeah, it, yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and the stuff I published wasn't even like rock music. Yeah, it was classical and war style jazz. They actually, uh, I think the only like recognition we ever got was I think we uh, we got the um, they uh, cleaned and preserved the cake from the men's urinal at Rex's bar and gave it to us as an award. So that was like the only recognition we ever got as a band. So uh, you know, uh, but hey. It's something, dude. You know what? In the life of rock and roll, that's a gold trophy. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, Rex's bar was, uh, God rest Rex's bar soul, uh, you know, no longer there. But what a great spot. 
what a great spot. It was definitely uh, definitely lots of fun. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. Um, going to refill our bourbon glasses, touch up our cigars, and uh, you know, figure everything out. But we will be right back. All right, guys, while we're on break, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors. Uh, you all, you've already heard of a few of them, Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop and All Saints and the Trauma Survivors Foundation. Well, I got three more for you. The first one is Sheepdog Production. Sheepdog Production actually makes all of our patches now. Uh, so if you recently bought or put in an order for membership patches and you like the quality... Go to sheepdogproduction.com. He can make patches, challenge coins, anything you need. He uh, usually does patches for police, fire, EMS, but he also does private companies and and private people as well. So if you're looking for a cigar patch company to make your patches for your patch club, go to sheepdogproduction.com. Also, make sure you visit greenenchantmentsshop.com. So I'm not usually the guy for self-care aside from some bourbon and cigars, but Green Enchantments does wonderful work. Uh, it is owned by an old college friend named Kara, and she essentially makes Bath and Body Works, everything from bath salts to sugar scrubs to uh, these things she calls healing horrors, which are like for joint pain, arthritis, things of that nature. And we actually collaborated and made a mustache wax because I need to keep this glorious upper lip caterpillar satisfied. So make sure you go to greenenchantmentshop.com. If you put an order in now, and I believe within the next two weeks, your order will get there before Mother's Day. And I don't know if she's running a deal for Mother's Day or not, but let her know I sent you and she will hook you up. She does some very good work. Finally, we mentioned him before a little bit, but not in depth. Newest sponsor to the Great Cigars podcast and GreatCigarReviews.com is Andrew Thorpe King. So this guy is all over the place, just like me. He's got two record labels and a book. And his book is Failure Rules. And it's five rules of failure for entrepreneurs, authentics, and pretty much everybody who's going through a rough time, which the last couple of years, we all have. So make sure you visit andrewthorpeking.com. You can order his shirts, merch, everything like that. You can also order his book. His book was recently published. He has been doing wonderful with everything. Uh, he's been on numerous podcasts, including the one you're listening to right now. Um, his book has a lot to offer. It's also got a really good punk rock and heavy metal playlist to go along with it. And as far as self-help goes, I'm not a big self-help guy, but this one kind of spoke my language between rock and roll, heavy metal, cigars, bourbon, and good times. So make sure you go visit andrewthorpeking.com and get everything you need. And we'll be back at the show in a second. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back we are lubricated and ready to go all right oh, rami you got a little white stuff on your chin i do yeah that's what you get there that's what you get for hanging out with fry guy for too long 
dirty, dirty dog. No. Dirty dog. So, your uh, your career in cigars has brought you to a bunch of different lounges. It's brought you to uh, a lot of different people. Yep. Um, some of the most notable people you know that mm-hmm. are friends of the show are one of our sponsors, Andy King. Yes. Yeah. Or great and, guy. Andrew Thorpe King. Yeah. Um, Johnny Smokes Uncut. Yes. Great guy. Um, Rick Rodriguez. Yep. Of course. Great. Another great guy. Who just started his new venture with West Tampa. Yep. He's been on that for what? Almost a year now, right? Almost a year. Yeah. yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. And uh, Laurel Tully, who's out with uh, AJ Fernandez yeah, now. Yeah, she's uh, fantastic as well. Yeah. F- really, really awesome person. Yeah, she used to be with uh, with Macanudo. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. And did a lot of great things, a uh, lot of great things for uh, for Macanudo and uh, and. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing uh, doing something different now at a different company. And uh, uh, listen, uh, from my heart, wish her wish her nothing but the best. Uh, uh, still uh, still talk, and uh, yeah, she's fantastic, super talented person. Yeah, yeah, great person, uh, great personality. Great at a cigar event. Great to just sit and smoke a cigar and drink and drink a bourbon with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, all those people are. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just sit down with them, shoot the shit for an hour or so, smoke a cigar, go to a concert, um, you know, do whatever. And uh, so with all your experiences and everything, yeah, uh, what, what are some of the best stories you have? Uh, the best stories? Uh, I don't know. I mean, wh- where do I begin? You know, uh, I don't know. You know, the like the most fun you kind of ever most fun you ever have is just certain lounges actually like when the event's over you know and you're just kind of sitting there with a bunch of people and yeah. like because like after after the event i like to sit down and chill and have a drink and everything and and uh and just kind of decompress just, yeah decompress get to know people like if i don't know them kind of get to know them if i know people just sit there and joke around and 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 this and that and uh you know a lot of times a lot of times it's the most fun is is just is just bullshitting with uh the people and they talk about like you know the guy who had like i don't know passed out in the chair or something or like taking a picture of the guy passed out because he drank too much at the oh, you event. Mean like steve me yeah yeah <laughs> right Just, like yeah so they, yeah i don't know there, there's so many things and uh so many stories and uh it, it, dude it's an adventure it, it always it's so funny like it's kind of like sometimes the same stories kind of repeat themselves in different places you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's funny, man. You can't, you definitely can't make this shit up. You definitely can't make this shit up, man. But uh, you know, dude, sometimes the, the uh, when you're when you're doing an event, like you know, they'll have a DJ or something or some like just a certain situation, a certain song, somebody out there like just goofing off. I don't know. It just makes everything. It makes everything great. Yeah. It makes everything fun. So so. Yeah. And a lot of the stories you have to be there to experience. Yeah, like see, I'm like. I'm one of those guys where, like, telling a story is is kind of, uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not that great of a storyteller because I kind of like you can never relive that moment. It's like you kind of had to, you always, you know you, you know what I mean. It's always my f- thing is with stories like you had to be there kind of thing, and then uh, y- you can't do ju- <laughs> justice. To some, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of some stuff, but uh, but yeah, you, you know you had to be there kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So outside of 
working in cigars and mm-hmm. smoking cigars and, and things of that nature. Um, you have quite the old soul. Uh, you know, you have your you have your boat. I do. I do. You're, you're captain of the sea. I am captain of the sea. Yes. Um, you also have this gorgeous Cadillac. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, probably my most prized possession is that Cadillac. So uh, I love that car. I'm actually driving it tonight. Uh, it's a uh, dude uh, cruising in that thing is just. It's so much fun to cruise in that thing. It's not fast. It's built for comfort, not speed. It is. Uh, it is like the greatest. Sitting in that thing, smoking a cigar, and driving in the right lane on the highway, going 55, and just irritating the living hell out of everybody behind you, is just, <laughs> it's so much fun. Because, you know, when you're driving that thing, you don't give a fuck about time or the person next to you. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of in your own world. Uh, yeah, it's great, man. It's, uh, it's a pain in the ass. It's 20 feet long. It's a pain in the ass to, to take places because it's so big. And the hood is like a, a, hood's like a fucking football field. So, looking over, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just a uh, steel word from our, our friend uh, Johnny Smokes. It's majestic. You yeah. know, it's, it is. It really is just a, just a nice, elegant machine. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, uh, I get that from my truck. Because hmm? I went from a, a GMC Terrain, which is like a mid-sized SUV, yeah. to a GMC Sierra Elevation. Yeah. And this thing's a fucking beast compared to my terrain it's a great truck dude and it's a great truck i took it down to uh capelli bros when we met down there and i forgot i was driving a big truck and decided to try and park in a parking garage and i had to take three point turns on every corner yes and i have been shot at i have been stabbed i have been sliced i fought more crackheads than i care to win out i was never more stressed than when I was taking my truck through a parking garage. And I imagine your Cadillac's the same way. It's the same way. Uh, so only one person drives that Cadillac, and it's me. Nobody else drives it. And, uh, yeah, if anyone did anything to hurt my Cadillac, I would be very, very, very upset. Yeah. Absolutely very upset. That is, uh, it's my baby. I love that thing. I think I'm going to try to figure out a way to get buried in it. Maybe a burial at sea or something. There, you know was, a, there was a guy who did that. He got buried a, in his Cadillac? Yeah, he had his car buried with him. Yeah, I think I'd, yeah, I'm just going to say, listen, man, prop me up in the front seat, put some shades on me, and figure out how to drop it, drop it in the ground or, you know, off the some kind of big ship or something. Oh, it can be done. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, just roll me off and, you know. There's a, a story. Uh, I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, one of the first amphibious cars. Never told anybody. And this is back when the president could drive. Right. So he's having some people in his... Actually, I think it was vice president at the time. He wasn't president yet. But he had, like, one of the first amphibious cars. And he was fucking with his, uh, with his passengers, being like, Oh, my God, the brakes, they don't work, they don't work, they don't work. And they go into the bay. And he's like, Gotcha, bitch. It's amphibious. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's one of those floating cars. I've seen them around. I see them at car shows all the time. Uh, not all the time, but like it, like the really like big car shows. Some people have those amphibious cars. They are pretty. They are yeah. pretty bad. That might be something I want to own one day. Yeah. But I think if I did own one, I'd have to do like some James Bond shit to it. Oh, you fuck know what I mean? yeah. Some like 
guns that pop out or some shit or like a missile rocket launcher or something, you know. Do you remember, not that you were alive, I wasn't even alive, back in like the late 20s, early 30s, they had a car where, you know, they used to have their spare tire displayed on the back of the car. Yeah. Like a Jeep. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it was a built-in parallel park assist. So you'd hit a switch in the car, and this tire would come down, lift the rear end of your car up, and would move the rear end of your car into a spot so you wouldn't have to parallel park. Wow. It was a parallel park parallel park assist tire. From the 30s? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, like it was like way ahead of its time. I didn't. I didn't know they had. I didn't know they had anything like that back. And then. And I'm thinking about this stuff now. I'm like, why don't we have that now? And you know, nowadays you got cameras, you got sensors, you got automated cars, you got cars that'll drive themselves. Well, well, yeah. I guess now they do it like it's all automated or whatever. Yeah. It just it kind of does it itself. I don't know if I'd be into. I don't like things that. I don't like things taking over for me. You know what I mean? I'm kind the of the only a, automated thing I like is my. Uh, my flashlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that's about it. <laughs> but uh, automation comes in handy in some, you know, in, in some I see what situations. You did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like automated cars, I, I don't know how I feel about them. I do like them in police work, though. Okay. Because Tesla, on some of the newer models, they actually have a feature... Where if emergency lights and sirens get turned on behind you, it pulls the car over, even if you're driving it manually. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. So I pulled this car over because the registered owner came back with a warrant. I'm like, this guy's not going to pull over. This guy's not going to pull over. This guy pulled over. And I'm like, holy shit. Before I could call out anything, this dude gets out and runs. Right. So I wind up catching him, and I'm like, given your warrant, I did not think you were going to pull over. He's like, I didn't. My fucking car did it. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know uh, that. It's it's on some of the newer models. Not every model does it. Um, I think it's a lot of the higher-end models that do it. Okay. But I think that's also a really cool safety feature. Yeah. Because even if it's not like you're getting pulled over, but you see an ambulance coming behind you, the car pulls over for you. So is that like a self-driving feature? Yeah. Like it just kind of... Yeah, it's a self-driving feature. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Freaked me the hell out. I could imagine. I could imagine that that would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. in fact, that would kind of give me a reason not to want to buy one. You I know. know. I mean, yeah. Cause I, I know. I, listen, no offense, but I just hit the gas and just... Yeah. I just crossed about three states and, uh, you know what I mean? That's all right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you one or more. Yeah, yeah. Another. But you know what, man? I want that, I want that like, rock and roll rest story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he drove across three states and, like... I'll tell you what, Ron. If you run from me, I will be like Sheriff Buford T. Justice, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. That you know, I kind of like that whole like you know three three state car chase kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Though. Yeah. But well, but hell, you never know. Around here, it's easy to do. Yeah, 
I mean, you can go from Delaware to PA to Jersey. Jersey, yeah, pretty easy. Within yeah. like 20 minutes. Just by staying on 95. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm going on cigar number three. Look at this guy, man. Just burn, burning them. Burning them like, like there's no tomorrow. Rami, I think I have a problem, man. What? What's the problem? I keep going through all these damn cigars. That's that's not a problem. That's a good thing. That's an absolutely good thing. You know, I'm smoking this one because I was originally going to smoke this one next. Give it a little love, Jimmy boy. Give it a little this is love. Roma Craft Cro-Magnum. Very nice. Fucking love. Very Dude, nice. I'll cut a bitch for some Roma Craft. All right. All right. Now you're now 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 the whole audience is learning what uh, Jimmy what Jimmy here will get a uh, you know what 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 gets his rocks off yeah who what'll cut a bitch for so Habano cigars, Roma Craft, Tatuaje, and pancakes. So does this? Are you drinking this because you like pancakes? You like maple syrup? Partly, yeah. Um, the other part is it's. It's really smooth going down. Yeah, it is. It um, is. Like I bought the first bottle I bought of this, I went through it in about three days. Okay. Um, I physically had to stop myself because it's so smooth. It doesn't yeah. have that bite that some. Yeah, that burn. Have. Yeah. It doesn't have that burn. So it's almost like you're drinking like uh, fermented maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. The first night, I went through half the bottle. Yeah. Like, it was a problem. Yeah. Speaking of which. I am a, uh, I'm a fan of pancakes, too, dude. I, I love a good, love me a good pancake. You know? Ooh. We're not going to speak about that. No. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Sorry. Right. It'll wash out. It's just whiskey. It's just whiskey. It's just whiskey. It's just whiskey. Uh, but the Roma Craft Cro-Magnon. This is one of my favorites from, from Roma Craft. Yeah. I love this stick. Um, and I can't get it everywhere. Uh, no. No, I don't think that's something that's available everywhere. Like, we don't carry it here. Okay. Which, which baffles me. Um, I think... Cigar Mojo has it. Okay. I think. Uh, I know Cigars International has it. Okay. So where our, uh, where our Cigars International is set up in Hamburg is you can spend probably $2,000 in about an hour. Uh, probably easy to do. Uh, very easy to do there. So you have... It's not Godiva, the other candy company. Godiva. Oh, the... Uh, the uh, Chaco place. Uh, Gertrude Hawk? Gertrude Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have the Gertrude Hawk candy shop. Yep. And then you have Red Robin. Yeah. Cigars International. And then behind all that is Cabela's. Yeah. You could spend like two weeks there. And, oh, absolutely. And be absolutely fine. Because there's a hotel right down the street. There is. There is. And uh, yeah, you'd be absolutely fine. I mean, there's what else do you need? You got Cabela's for hunting and fishing and beef jerky. You got uh, the uh, Gertrude Hawk for your chocolate. There's a bar at Cigars International, so you're all right there. Yep. 
And then you have the Red Robin with the bottomless fries. So, And you don't even have to leave Cigars International to order Red Robin. You don't. You don't. That's a great thing. That is... The only backdraw is you don't get the bottomless fries. Yeah. Yeah. But if somebody's bringing it to you, that's that's a luxury in it. Yeah. That's luxury in itself. Yeah. So So yeah, that makes up for a lot of deficiencies. Makes up for a lot of deficiencies. But I'm due for a uh, I'm due for a Hamburg trip. Cuz I got to get some more uh, some more aromas. Well, you know what they said in Tombstone. Say when. I just watched that last night. Yeah. Dude, that is such a good fucking movie. How good was Val Kilmer in that as Doc Holliday? Dude, as far as I'm concerned, that is his best role. Oh, dude. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked over your grave. Yeah, I was he was he was definitely he was definitely the highlight of that. I mean they're all good, you know, Kurt Russell was good, this and that, but Val Kilmer just stole, he stole he that show, him. dude. You know, yeah. he added the Southern aristocrat part. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Doc Holliday did not talk like that. Yeah. Uh, so, it's funny. I think Doc Holliday wasn't, was he from the South originally? Mm. No, I don't think so. I know he went to, or rumor has it, or I think it's true, he went to University of Pennsylvania Dental School. Yeah, because he was a dentist. Yeah, yeah, he was a dentist he by was trade. A dentist I do by trade. That. Yeah, and then he got into gambling and drinking and, and shootouts and everything, which is actually more fun than dentistry. Yeah, I would say absolutely. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Val Kilmer added that whole Southern aristocrat thing mm. to Doc Holliday's character, and dude, there are so many good lines. Yeah, in that fucking movie. Yeah, it was. I was just one of. Dude, like, I think I've seen that movie a thousand times. Like, you know, I just accidentally got like two drops of bourbon on my shirt. And to quote Doc Holliday, I have not yet begun to defile myself. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, he, he was so great in that. He was absolutely uh, amazing, amazing. Great, great movie. Um, another good movie with a lot of lines is Predator. Predator, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I fucking love that movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm not a Schwarzenegger guy. I'm a Stallone guy. Okay. But I like that movie. Like I like any '80s action movie. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm all about '80s action movies. So I'm good with anything. The action movies today. Mm. The action movies today are okay. Yeah. Now I will say, John Wick. Yeah, I've never seen any of them. Which, what? Yeah, which is which is I know is lame. But you've never seen Rocky, so okay. I'll, so I'll, so we're kind of even there. All right, I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it to you. We we gotta have a we gotta have a movie marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely the, we definitely got to do we got to do we definitely got to do that. Yeah. You watch all the John Wicks. I'll watch the Rockies. Yeah, it'll it'll be uh it, that that would be that would be very good. I think our lives will be better for watching each one watching this uh, movie series we've never seen. Absolutely. We as a human race do not deserve Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, he's pretty. Uh, uh, I, I gotta say, uh, he was. Uh, he's a really good actor, dude. He's really good in Point Break. Yeah, fantastic. He well, was good. Speed, like not even just being an actor, like just yeah. just as a person. Yeah, I, dude, he's an interesting guy. Like, you know for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, you know, not a typical like Hollywood Hollywood mm-hmm. asshole. You know, and uh, and uh, 
that's what I hate. You know, these Hollywood guys try to say, you know, or like guys in music, like famous people, they try to say all the right shit, this and that. Yeah, he's not that kind of guy. Kind no. of marches the beat of his own drum. And yeah, I, 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 res- I respect that, you know. And he's a hell of a shot. Yeah. I watched a video of him uh, training with Terran Tactical. Okay. And every single time he goes to that range, he beats his old record. Really? Yeah. Really? That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. That's not pretty impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's a great shot. He's very good with jiu-jitsu. He's very good with martial arts. And, you know, part of it is I think if he didn't have that, he wouldn't be as good of a person as he is right now. Because you figure everything that man's been through. Yeah. With his mom and his sister and, and everything that went on in his life. Yeah. I don't think anybody would judge him if he became a fucking serial killer. Yeah. I mean, we judge him, but... Yeah. You know what I mean. But he might get a sort of kind of free pass. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, okay, you had all this shit happen to you, and then you killed 15 people? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I can absolutely, absolutely identify with him going on a fucking four-movie killing spree because somebody killed his dog. Yeah. And yeah. stole his car. Yeah. I'd be pretty bent about that too. I'm not gonna lie. That would be that be it would definitely be a way to get a rise out of me. So mm-hmm. I can't blame him for that. Yeah, yeah. That that wouldn't be good. That'd be no bueno. So kind of circling back to cigars, bourbon, things yeah. of that nature. Uh, what's your poison? As far as drinks, drinks. Uh, you know, I guess. I mean, you, you know my number. I'll tell everybody else. Uh, listen, dude, I'm a Jack Daniels guy. I drink Gentleman Jack. Uh, I love Gentleman Jack. That's my go-to, uh, no matter what. Uh, uh, like, I kind of got, like... So, I was never one of those guys that just, you have to order this or try to sound like... You know, I was, like, saying, like, about Hollywood people, you got to say the right thing. I don't give a shit about saying the right thing. I like what I like. I like Gentleman Jack. I love Wild Turkey 101. I love Wild Turkey 101. Love Gentleman Jack. And, uh, dude, uh, Jim Beam Black, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Trace, I know that's kind of a popular one, but, like, but I don't give a shit about anything too fancy or, like, yeah. I don't need to see anyone to see me drinking something so, you know, like, kind of be like, I'm not, like, a sophisticated whiskey or bourbon guy, you know. Uh, I just kind of, like, if it's good, I like it, you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to, like, prove my social status of you know my drink doesn't have to prove my social status or like my sophistication i'm actually really not that kind of <laughs> yeah not that sophisticated well you so. drink what you like yeah yeah like I, I have i have 13 bottles of bourbon at home mm-hmm. constantly not always the same but i have 13 bottles of bourbon at home. yeah yeah and every single one of them with the exception of maybe like two this yeah. one being included um you probably never heard of them. Yeah. Because it's all small batch stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not going after name brands. Yeah. I do the same thing with bourbon that I do with cigars. Yeah. Do I like the, the legacy stuff? Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. But the idea for great cigars is to kind of highlight the boutique brands. Yeah. And the smaller guys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, boutique is kind of subjective. Right. Like, Rocky Patel is technically boutique. Drew Estate is technically boutique. Yeah. Um, but you get brands like Punch. 
Yeah. And what's the one you you and Fry Guy were talking about earlier? Oh, uh, CAO? Partigas. Partigas, yeah, yeah. Partigas. He's yeah. a legacy brand. Yep. Padrone, Fuente, Perdomo. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all legacy brands. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I'm not doubting that. They are fucking fantastic. But I try to focus on the smaller guys. Yeah, that's fair. you know, everybody knows Monte Cristo and Arturo Fuente and Padron and Punch and, yeah. and those guys. Not every no, not everybody knows about, you know, Crown Heads or Heart of Alliance Cigars or um, there's another one I'm missing. Uh, I'll think of it. All Jay Saints. London. Yeah. And All Saints. All Saints. Saints. Yeah. Um, you know, those small boutique brands that aren't everywhere you can get them. Yeah. You know, people need to know about them because they make great fucking blends. Of course. At your show, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So I mean, CAO, or not CAO, uh, Crown Heads, they're hooked up with Tim Osinger? Yep. Yep. Osgenner? Yep. 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 How the hell I, do you I, saw his name? Uh, I think he said it right. Yeah. Uh, the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how you say it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not good at pronouncing um, stuff. Well, he was originally with CAO. Yeah, he's the original owner. His family's the original owner of CAO. Um, yeah. And now he's he got out of the game for a little bit. Uh, I think when CAO got bought by General. Yep. He got out, and now he's back in. And and now he's back in with Crown Heads, and he's got Osgenner Family Cigars. Yeah. Or Osinger Family Cigars. Yeah. Um. Actually, if you're in the area, Tim Osinger is going to be at the Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop on Thursday, April 20th from 3 to 7. So if you want to meet him and you want to say hi to me for an hour, uh, come say hi, grab a stick, smoke a cigar, enjoy yourself, say hey to Tim, say hey to me, and we'll... uh, We'll have a little bit of a party. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds sounds like fun. I never met the guy. I don't know him. Uh, uh, heard nice things about him. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know him. But, uh, so, yeah, as far as the last name, don't know how to pronounce it. But yeah, seems like a nice guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's smiling in the He picture. is smiling. Yeah. I think you're supposed to smile in pictures. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like 1850 anymore. Either. Yeah, yeah. It's not socially awkward to smile in pictures. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't like to smile. I actually don't like my picture taken. You know, it's it's weird. I don't. I, I can't stand it when my picture is taken. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I, guess, I took this real of you the other day at your event. <laughs> I fucking love it. And I use this audio I found on Instagram. And... The original audio I found was for when this dude found a baby seal looking at him through his truck window. And the guy's just yelling at his wife, oh, my God, I want to take him home. (laughs) We can put him in the truck. I was wondering where you got that from. And I saw you and I'm like, I got to fucking do this. Yeah, Uh, I I was wondering where you got that from. That was that was pretty funny. That was pretty. So I wanted to ask you a question. Can you use. Can you use any any song on Instagram to make a reel, or or is there like licensing stuff or whatever? Pretty much every song is on Instagram. Yeah, there are a few that aren't, and you know some of them are songs that I like. Of yeah. Course. Well, I just I'm asking you um, because you are a published uh, you are an pu- uh, artist with uh, publishing and uh, 
and you get uh, royalty checks. So I was yeah. wondering how that works. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think you need any like permission or permission or paperwork or everything. Yeah. I think they did that with Instagram. Um, you know, hey, we want to have your song on here so people can use it in the background of their pictures and whatnot. And I think they they signed all their leasing agreements and everything with Instagram. Right. And then Instagram lets lets all their users use it. Um, that's just what I think. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's the idea that I have with with what they have as far as music. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I never knew. Uh, I never knew that. Like, I'm not that good of a social media user, so I, 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 uh, I don't know. So. Well, yeah, your first social media post on Instagram was like what a year ago? Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was like a year. I don't think it was that long ago. Uh, I, I'm not like that good of a social. You know, I, I just don't need everyone is. I don't know. I, I just don't. I just. I enjoy it. Like I, I like I like seeing other people's stuff. I, I just don't. You know, I don't need. I don't need my face plastered all over the place. Yeah. It got, I think I got a face made for radio, not not for public consumption. That's why so, this isn't on video. Yeah, thank God, thank God. <laughs> You'll definitely have more listeners uh, who, rather than seeing my face, I don't know if so, I even said that right. So I have three listeners right now. Okay. So you're saying it's going to go down to like two if I go to video? If you go to video, it'll probably go to zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah better they don't see me better better they don't see me so well i could say every time i see you i get happy oh thank you i appreciate it right back at you dude right back at you for sure i yeah. mean it's it's uh part of it's also because you know you're one of my best friends oh absolutely um, dude and uh you know, you talk about the separation between smoking a cigar at a lounge as a customer, yeah, yeah, and smoking a cigar at a lounge as a rep. Yeah, what's what's that dynamic like? Uh, it's kind of you know, kind of it's kind of weird. It bleeds into, I mean, you just kind of become friends with everybody. But you know, you have your you have your inner circle. You know, you have your inner circle of people and this and that, and uh, and then you have like uh, your uh, you know your personal life and all that stuff, which. Uh, which uh yeah i don't know it's it's kind of like like i don't care like i'm not like a private dude like i don't like oh, i'm go smoke by myself like i'm not a smoke by myself kind of dude like i want people around me so yeah. it's oh it's kind of weird it's kind of weird it's 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 wherever i'm at whoever i'm smoking with is good you yeah. know what i mean as long as i'm smoking yeah you know if i got smoking a drink i'm good yeah you know uh company's usually good you know, you always get one sour apple in the bunch, and uh, you know that's life. That's uh, that's everywhere. That's you know, one being uh, one being named Rich Fry. Who, yeah, yeah, he's he's just he's just getting involved. He just doesn't need to be. But uh, now now this we lo- fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. Now we we love Fry Guy, dude. Fry Guy, Fry Guy's where it's at. But uh, yeah, Rich Fry Nance. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It just. It's a dynamic. It's weird. This and that. It's not weird. It's just, just kind of. It's hard to juggle. Yeah, it is hard to juggle. Yeah. It is hard to juggle. Yeah, because you'll be sitting in the lounge smoking a cigar. Yeah. Just trying to chill out, and then you got the manager coming over to you, being like, "Hey, where are we at with, with our quota for for punch, or where are we at?" Yeah, with our and quota and, for and honestly, if I'm not in the mood to talk about it, I just tell him, "Listen, man, that's got to wait till Monday. It's got to wait till like during working hours. All bets are off. I mean, it's work, so we talk about whatever. That's that's no questions asked." 
But dude, if it's like Saturday at ten o'clock and I'm, you know, a couple bourbons in or like yeah. two, three, four, five, whatever, wherever I'm at, uh, I just tell them like, listen, man, I'm, I'm in no condition to talk business right now. You know what I mean? But nothing personal. I appreciate the fact that you're interested. Yeah. You know, that's super cool. But just but not, you gotta you gotta be able to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got. Well, the thing is, it's just like it's like anything else. It's a job. You know what I mean? In the yeah. cigar business, it's a job. So the thing is, is like you're, you're, sometimes your brain fries a little bit. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get uh, – it's like anything else. It's got its stresses and everything. Yeah. You know, well, it's you've great. got what, 60 accounts? Uh, wow, way more than that. Uh, 100? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so you're just – you're kind of like managing all this stuff and making it all work and everything. And then, you know, sometimes – again, you just tell people, you know, hey, dude, just – I can't – why don't we talk about this Monday? Yeah. You know, why don't we leave it till Monday? I'll give you good information rather than uh, whatever uh, uh, slurred, you know, slurred information I'm give, giving you right now. Slurred and skewed information. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But we are uh, coming up on our two-hour mark. Um, so, Rami, mm-hmm. it was a pleasure having you on. I'm so happy I got to have you on this podcast. And be able to talk to you on on the airwaves, and people can kind of hear your story, especially if they don't get to experience your events. Well, I would tell everybody this: uh, I'm better live and in person than anything else. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I'm not like that good of a like, uh, not that good of a talking about myself and all that stuff. So, you know what? Come out to an event. Rami's an ex- Rami is like Ramstein. Like, you can hear about the concert and be like, oh, man, that's crazy. And then you actually go see in person, and you're like, holy shit, dude, that was biblical. I appreciate that. I would, I would just say, <laughs> again, uh, much, better, uh, much better live and in person. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, man, listen, I appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Love it. Uh, you know, uh, great guy. Great, great, great cigars is fantastic. And, uh, you know. Uh, support what they do follow them on Instagram and all that stuff and uh, yeah if you want to follow me it's not that exciting but if you want to please do uh, yeah, makes me feel <laughs> makes me feel good about myself yeah. what's your uh, what's your Instagram uh, Rami Daco, my name R-A-M-I D-A-K-K-O all one word Rami Daco. Rami Daco. yeah so it's just uh, yeah just name no special you know uh, you know super cigar guy or cigar hero or you know Cigar hand job or whatever, you know what I mean? Not, yeah, not, none of that kind of stuff. Uh, if just, anything, it's going to be John. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my name. It's who I am. It's what I am. It's, you know what I mean? That's uh, what you see is what you get. Yep. So that's it. But, ladies and gentlemen, um, big shout out to Rami and General Cigars for being on the show with us. Rami, you are always welcome back on the show as a guest co host or a guest. In general. Okay. No pun intended. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no pun intended. Very happy to have you on. One of my close personal friends. Great guy to know. Um, if you wind up seeing yourself at a Rami event, just say the word sausage, and he will have a nice treat for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. Yes, absolutely. That is the magic word. <laughs> sausage. <laughs> You got me saying it now. I was grilling fucking hot sausage last night, and I'm like, Ma, get a bowl for the sausage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, sausage is on the table. Yep. But without further ado, keep an eye out for news. Keep an eye out for reviews. And stay fucking smoky. <laughs>